Welcome to Canvas, a show all about iPad productivity. My name is Fraser Spears and I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Federico Vitici. Hey, Fraser. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. I'm just playing with another email client <laughs> that came out well, last night. Well, that seems appropriate, given the topic for today. Yeah, we didn't know the timing would be like this, but, uh, you know, things work out this way. I was actually talking to my girlfriend yesterday. I was telling her, you know, I have a, I have an embargo for a, a review that I'm working on, but I think I still have a couple of days. And she was like, you know how thi these things go? They usually <laughs> move up the embargo and you're going to be at the last minute scrambling to put together the screenshots. I was like, no, no, don't worry. This time it's going <laughs> to be in a few days. And what do you know? Just a few hours later, it was 2 a.m., last night, uh, or actually I should say uh, Monday night, yeah, and I get an email, and it was like, look, uh, the embargo is actually going to be in a couple of hours, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, <laughs> why, yeah. every every single time, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I, I, I was up until 5 a.m. to finish my airmail review, but this week, Fraser, we're not going to talk about airmail or third-party clients for email on iOS. We're going to do what I initially imagined was impossible, but we're going to do an entire episode about Apple Mail. Believe it or not, there is enough to talk about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Mail is, is interesting. Uh, it was one of, the first, uh, very, one of the very first apps that Steve Jobs showed you know, with, the, with the original iPhone. And it's one of the, one of the I, would, I would guess, one of the staples of iOS productivity. Uh, it, despite you know the, the growth and the rise of mobile messaging and messaging services, Apple Mail remains the default client uh, for millions, should I say billions maybe, of people? Let's say millions. Possibly, don't. yeah. Well, certainly, it's the default client for billions, whether it's the preferred one or yeah, not. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's fair to say that millions of people use it every day. Uh, mm -hmm. And especially, now I'm not an expert here, but especially in the enterprise, you know, for businesses, uh, you know, education, uh, educational institutions, uh, it's, it's a, a key aspect of working on iOS. Yeah, there's actually quite a lot of stuff in mail. We're not going to really talk about this today, but there's a lot of stuff in mail to do with um, information security that a lot of third-party clients don't think about. For example, if you get emailed to your work email address, you get sent a document. Um, in most clients, and, and certainly in previous versions of iOS as well, you could open use OpenIn to send that document to any service, you know, to your personal Dropbox or wherever. But in recent versions of iOS, they've tightened that up a lot so that administrators can say, well, from this mail account, you're not allowed to open in into any app that we didn't already send to you. So your your company might deliver Google Drive to you and you're allowed to send from your work email to Google Drive, but you would you would be prevented from sending it to Dropbox, for example. Hmm. So those are some of, the, some of the sort of under the hood things that are in mail that most people don't ever see. But I, I in putting this message this uh, podcast together, I certainly got a new appreciation for mail and, and how rich it actually mm. is. I mean, we think about it as quite weak, but in fact, it, it is reasonably rich and certainly I use it every day, so... Hopefully, I'll be able to fill in some gaps. Yeah, I feel like we 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 fall on two ends of the spectrum. Um, I've used Mail for uh, several years. Now I've moved to third-party clients because I, Apple Mail doesn't do some of the features that I like. You still use Apple Mail every day. I do, and I think this will make for a fun show, Fraser. Um, setting up accounts—it's the very first thing that you gotta do in Apple Mail. Uh, mm -hmm. Of course, there's support for multiple accounts. Over the years, Apple has 
extended the, the 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 types of accounts that are built into the mail settings uh so you, you know you can add iCloud Gmail Yahoo Mail and Outlook I think is another provider uh yep. and I want to I want to point out Gmail because I use Google Apps for Mac stories every day um and over the years, uh, the, the Gmail login for uh, the authentication in the mail settings has changed quite a bit. And uh, since, I believe, iOS 9 point something, I want to say, Apple is mm-hmm. now using a web-based authentication screen. So when you go into the mail settings um, on your iPhone or iPad, you no longer have to fill in, you know, IMAP settings or, uh, you know, you don't get a setting screen for the settings app made by Apple. You're taken into this web view, which interestingly enough is not based on Safari view controller. It's a custom web view that lets mm-hmm. you log into your Google account. And I guess they did this because of the of the rise of uh, two-factor authentication with Google accounts. So it's now easier to just, you know, you go into a web view, you can type in your uh, email, your password, your secret code, you know, that you get with the Google Authenticator app or via SMS. So it's now, you know, it's more, uh, it's, it's, it doesn't disrupt the Google web app login flow. So it's better now. Yeah, it used to be you had to go and get an app-specific password just for your your Apple Mail, uh, but now that's it's now first-class login citizen for Gmail. We do the same thing at school. We we use Google uh, Google Apps, and we enforce two-step authentication for all teachers as well, because obviously they have access to some quite sensitive materials. So uh, it's been great for us. And the the big step in simplifying this was always um, here are the top five email providers in the world, and we've already figured out the settings for those ones. <laughs> and I I recently had the uh, pleasure and privilege of helping some kids set up their their Google Apps account in Outlook on the PC, and oh my goodness, what a disaster! <laughs> what what that was. did I you mean, do? <laughs> oh wow! I, 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 ba- <laughs> I basically sort of sat in a corner and cried while they brought their <laughs> iPads to me one by one. Um, it, it was just unbelievably horrible, and I sort of forgotten that the setting up email used to be that bad. Um, another thing that is possible in Mail is uh, using configuration profiles. So this is something we use in school as well when we deploy our iPads to all the students. Uh, we can deliver a configuration profile to each student's device that's customized for them that even takes away some of the steps in this. Um, now, we don't enforce two-factor authentication for students because many of them don't have uh, mobile phones. So we do. We just have one-factor authentication for them. Um, so we can actually send out a profile that has their username. I think you can do your password as well. I'm not certain about that. But you can certainly you know, go a long way to setting it up and you can leave them to set up their password if you need to do it that way as well. So that's that's another thing in kind of in favor of Apple Mail is it has these enterprise features again to do with configuration and setup, which are quite useful. Yeah, that's that's very nice. I don't understand when you when you talk about enterprise. Like I know the basic <laughs> details. I know what, what, yeah. what it looks like because I've seen screenshots. I have no idea what what it's like in practice. Well, you should listen to my other podcast. I really <laughs> should. I, there's like an if entire... If you want configuration profiles. There's yeah. like an entire world that I don't know about. It's super fascinating. There's so, so much cool stuff going on. In there. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Especially with the new versions. It's really cool. Yeah, I know. One of the things that I that I would like to see Apple do when you manage an, uh, accounts uh, in Apple Mail would be mm-hmm. to, to sync them uh, with iCloud. Because every time I set up an iOS device, um, I have to add my email accounts from scratch every time. Yeah. Uh, it would be nice to say, look, we know that you have 
X other accounts on your other device, do you want to import those settings? I understand why Apple doesn't want to do that. Maybe because it's impossible in the case of Gmail authentications. Uh, maybe because they don't want to store people's credentials on iCloud. But it's just, you know, at least let me avoid typing my email address every time. Because if you have five, six, seven email accounts, and I do, it, it gets a little annoying over time. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I just have the two, but I, I feel your pain. Yeah. Uh, with iOS 9.3, they're now um, storing credentials in the backup on iCloud. I don't know if you knew this. If you have two-factor authentication turned on for your iCloud account, um, Bradley, on my other podcast, he did a backup and restore of an iOS 9.3 device and all his passwords came back through iCloud. Oh. So I wonder, I wonder if that maybe would be possible in the future if ever, once everybody has two-factor authentication turned on for their iCloud account, oh. you get to sync email accounts across devices. That would be pretty cool. See, I do a podcast, podcast with you and, and I still learn new things. So well, you and me both. Nice. I'll learn more next week. There we go. <laughs> um, reading email. So you, you've added a bunch of accounts. Uh, now it's time to start using email. Uh, and, and one of the... One of the uh, I'm not sure if it was always there. Let's say that it was. There's a unified inbox. So in Apple Mail, there's a top-level all-inboxes view where you can see all messages from all of your accounts at once. And this is, this is something that seems to be very difficult for other mail clients to implement. So it's one of the reasons it's kept me on Apple Mail for so long is that many of the third-party clients didn't have a unified inbox for... I only have the two accounts, but even so... Some of uh, uh, find it quite important. Yeah, some of the of the developers are uh, in the indie community are kind of catching up, and now they all offer a unified inbox. For example, mm -hmm. Gmail, still the Gmail app, or, or yes. Google Inbox, they still don't have uh, a unified... Uh, unified inbox for all of your accounts, which is kind of kind of strange. Uh, one of the nicest uh, things about uh, the the main screen of Apple Mail, which is called the Mailboxes screen, is that you can edit what what is shown in the top level views. So even uh, the the all inboxes uh, filter, you know, the unified inbox can be either mm -hmm. disabled or rearranged, so you can put it down to the bottom, you can change the position, you can do whatever you want. Um, all you need to do is tap edit in the top right, and in addition to rearranging and disabling things, you can also enable other mailboxes. Uh, and there's a list of uh, pre-made kind of smart mailboxes that Apple uses. Uh, for example, you can view a mailbox of attachments. So it basically will filter uh, all messages that contain attachments. So like, you know, mm -hmm. zip archives in my case, which I get quite a bit with the uh, press kits. Uh, or you can see thread notifications. This is quite nice. One of the new features, I believe, in the iOS 8 or 9. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't really in, use in that, in that region. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's basically you can subscribe to a thread and get a notification when uh, someone replies. And if you want to get, you know, like a, like a, a filter of all those conversations, you can enable this mailbox. You can have another mailbox for today, which shows you messages you received on the, on the current day. It is quite nice for busy people who get a lot of email. And then there's kind of the usual things I would say: all drafts. All archive, all archive is quite nice because you can you can see every single email you've archived on every single account, and also all sent. I do use all sent because I like to see every sent message from all of my accounts in Apple Mail. And what you can also do uh, if you scroll down to the bottom uh, while still editing, you can also tap on Add Mailbox, uh, 
and you can select any mailbox from any account and basically create a bookmark in the main screen, which is very nice. Yeah, I, I literally just discovered this feature, or the, all of these features in the research for the show. I, I've been using the default layout from that for, since forever. Um, the ones ones I like are, are the the today view. It's quite useful in days when, when email gets busy. Um, there's also um, inboxes for VIPs for all flagged messages or for only your unread messages. So when things get crazy, you can uh, lean on some of these mailboxes to, to help you get through it as well. Yeah, uh, there should be there should be a, a secret filter called bankrupt, where it basically just archives <laughs> all of your email. <laughs> uh, I, I've seen inboxes Fraser with like ten thousand messages. Yeah, Some people, people break, breaking the notification. <laughs> <button>. Yes, <laughs> no people are crazy. Uh, so do yeah. you do you archive email? Do you delete messages? Or, uh, do you fall on the Google side of things? Basically, you archive everything and then you search. Or do you still uh, save, move messages around and then trash them when you don't need them? I, I, I'm very much of, of the archive and search mentality. Nice. I've kind of c- completely internalized the Gmail approach because I've used Gmail for years. And um, before I went iOS only, I used it on the Mac but I, I used it on the web exclusively through on the Mac. So I wasn't using Apple Mail on the desktop at all. So I was just, you know, get used to archiving everything and then searching and searching and searching. And that has saved me numerous times, particularly when it comes to doing taxes and things like that. <laughs> oh, most, of my ta- most of my tax season is just um, Amazon 1395 <laughs> getting searched in, in Gmail um, when I'm not sure what those exact payments were for. Uh, so it, I'm very much in favor of archiving and searching. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. I, 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 there used to be a time when I, when I wasn't a Gmail user. It's almost like a lifetime ago. Where I used to carefully manage every single message, yeah. put it in filing a, them into individual boxes. Yes, yes. Like it's 1999 all over again. <laughs> yep. Yes, uh, I don't and do the, that. The anymore. scale is just the scale is just such that that's not possible anymore, isn't it? It's, no, there's no. just too much going on. Uh, well, unless you want to be an, a professional email manager in the sense that you do manage messages, you sort them into folders. Uh, I do prefer to archive, and when it comes to archiving. You can choose uh, in Apple Mail. Uh, you can choose to archive or to trash a message. If you don't like, you know, uh, having a single option, you can also long tap on the archive or the trash icon, and iOS basically asks you, do you want to archive or do you want to trash? So you can select a default option, but then you can override that setting, uh, the default behavior, uh, by tapping and holding on the on the archive button and then choosing uh, if you want to do something else. Uh, personally, I just keep archive enabled all the time and I use archive. Uh, you also don't have to use a, the archive button in a conversation. Uh, you can just use the swipe gesture. Yeah, this is just swiping uh, from right to left on, on the message itself in the, in the selection view. Um, this is something that I'm surprised more people don't know about, but I've, in the past week, I have told at least three people that you can do this. Um, that if you just swipe on the message in the list, you it, it just you can archive it automatically. Yeah, you can even customize the options that uh, that show up in the in the swiping area. Uh, for example, one of my favorite tweaks is to have move as a swipe option. So mm-hmm. because I, I still do move some type of some types of messages, uh, which is like Amazon receipts, uh, PayPal receipts, you know, for when it's 
tax season. Uh, mm-hmm. I moved them to a finances folder that I keep in my account. And so I, I like to have move as an option when I swipe on a message. Uh, you can customize that in the in the mail settings. Uh, you can say, instead of having, I don't know, archive or trash, I want to have move. So, you know, when you swipe, you get a move screen, you tap the mailbox and you're done. Just, you know, nice time-saving trick. Next, we have to come to the, the elephant in the room, I think, oh. which is probably what I think is the biggest failing in the current version of iOS mail, which is that there is simply no access to the share sheet. Uh, and this is becoming a bit of a theme in our podcast, is why is, why doesn't everything have the sheer sheet all the time <laughs> everywhere? Um, but it's one of the things that really drives most kind of serious email users up the wall about iOS mail is that um, you can't actually really do anything with an email except email things. And you've got all these other great productivity apps lying around waiting for you to send email-based content into them. But, you know, if it's in the body of a message, all you can do is forward it or reply to it or print it. Um, and then if you're on a 3D touch device, you could turn it into a PDF, but not nor- under normal circumstances. You can't clip it into Evernote. You can't send it to OmniFocus. You can't put it into To-Do or whatever. Um, take us through this. I mean, what, what else is there? Can anything save us? Well, uh Apple clearly doesn't believe in, in, at least so far, in adding extension support to, to mail. And I believe the reason is they, they're not sure how to open up mail as a format. So, for example, uh, when you take a screenshot or when you take a mm-hmm. picture, you end up with, a, with an image. And, uh, you know, it's either a JPEG or a PNG. And there's a system framework for apps to access your photos. So you can import those photos. You know, in other apps, you can uh, edit the original file if you want. So there's a framework that apps can access. There's no framework for mail. Uh, There's a very slight integration with some Apple apps and Apple apps only. So, for example, if you're viewing a message, uh, you can say, Siri, remind me about this. And uh, basically, you will create a reminder for the current message in Apple Mail. And that reminder will be specially formatted in that it'll have a, a mail icon that takes you back to the original message. And so, so, sort of similar to this, um, when there's a, an, a mail message that contains, or at least that mail thinks contains, uh, a calendar event, you can create a calendar event from, from Apple Mail. So, let, for example, you tap on a date uh, in a message, you create an event. Later, when you go into the, the calendar app, the Apple calendar app, uh, there's going to be a way to return to the original message in Apple Mail. And the, the way that Apple does this... Uh, I, I got curious a couple of years ago and I started investigating how Apple was doing this. Uh, some people don't know that Apple Mail on both iOS and OS X has a very full-featured URL scheme, which is based on the message uh, column slash slash uh, protocol. Uh, it's basically a way for uh, users to reopen individual messages. And it's like... It's, it's, uh, if a message had a standalone unique link that could take you back to that message, no matter if it's been moved to a mailbox, if it's been archived, uh, you can always return to that message. So Apple uses this technique 
to create essentially glorified bookmarks for mail messages in Reminders and in Apple Calendar. There's no other native integration that I know of. Now, some third-party email clients are trying to bridge the gap between email and the share sheet. Um, the two leading examples, I think, are Dispatch by Clean Shaven Apps. Uh, they also make Dew and other great apps for iOS. And Airmail, which came out on the iPad this week. Uh, it's also available on the iPhone and the Mac. Um, but I want to focus uh, particularly on this patch because we go back to the to what we were saying a few minutes ago. There's no framework for email. There's no, I mean, there's no file format for an email message. What is an email message uh, as a unit? It's a bunch of text, maybe some attachments, but it's also information about the message itself. It's metadata. It's the sender. It's the date. It's the subject. So how do you treat an email message? And I believe that's the struggle that, that that's preventing Apple from opening up mail to the share sheet because there's no unified representation of an email message. This message URL scheme could actually be used. I mean, this has been on OS X for years and years and years. And in fact, I think if I remember right in OS X mail, there is a, uh, a contextual menu item that says copy message link. So the, the thing with mail is they're just not surfaced in the user interface in any way. Yep. Um, and they are used under the hood in, in, like you said, in reminders and in notes and so on, but they're not uh, they're not surfaced and they're not accessible to other applications. No. You know, I, I can't imagine that there's nobody inside the whole of Apple who <laughs> gets an email and, and wants to do something else yeah. with it apart from, apart from reply to it, you know. So um, th there must be some internal demand for that as well, I'm sure. Yeah, so... Um when you, uh, just uh, as an example, when you when you use this patch, and when you share a message with the share sheet, uh, you can actually choose to uh, link to the message with a message type of link or with a dispatch URL scheme. So in theory, you can use dispatch to generate message links that take you back not to dispatch but to Apple Mail, which is interesting mm -hmm. because it's basically like an open. Uh, protocol, I guess, uh, the way that you can represent and link to a message with this type of link. Yeah, I think it's just the, it's just the message ID that's in the in the message header. And those are generated by mail servers. You know, they, they have. Yeah, a, I think uh, so. Yeah, uh, they're they're part of the email system. You know, and, and that, I believe that's all that the message URL is from mail is message colon slash slash, and then the message ID from from the SMTP header. Yeah. So it, it's not particularly complicated or fancy. It's just. Uh, it just needs to be sort of completely implemented everywhere, I think. In addition to a lack of uh, extensions in Apple Mail, uh, two other, uh, m you know, missing features that I want to mention. Uh, there's no Safari View Controller to open links without leaving Apple Mail, so it always take yep. you, takes you to Safari. And speaking of links, uh, because w while I could understand maybe uh, not supporting extensions for entire messages... Um, at least it would be nice to save links contained in a message to extensions. Uh, instead, when you tap and hold uh, on a link in Apple Mail, you get the basic menu with uh, with uh, open, copy, and I think add to reading list. And yeah. that's about it. No extensions for links either. Yeah. The only thing you can share of a mail message is an attachment. So if you quick look an attachment, you get the share button and a full share sheet at the top there. And that, that's, of course, helpful, but it's not everything that we'd like. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. 
Now, we covered accounts, the inbox, reading messages, our gripes with extensions. What about, uh, this is a very contentious topic among a lot of people. What about notifications? What do you do with email notifications? What do we do there? Well, I <laughs> I tend to have mine set for 30-minute checking. Um, it's, there's no, we use Gmail, but mail natively doesn't have support for push notifications from Gmail. So uh, I kind of appreciate that. Right? I, I don't know that I want... I need to know on the minute about every single message. I think, that, like you, you alluded earlier to the rise of internet messaging applications, and I think that that's taken over for the high-priority messages. Like if I really wanted to message you, I would go through Slack or iMessage or something like that. But if I, I want a casual reply from you, I'll probably email you. Um, so I, I don't know that you know urgent notifications of emails are that important to me or, or perhaps to most people. Um, but... Some people are are really into having it turned completely off, and you can certainly have that in mail. But th this lives in the settings application. So this you go into settings, go into mail, and then you can configure the checking interval from completely off, so you, it only updates when you open mail. You, I think the smallest you can have is 15 minutes, and then 30 minutes in an hour, is that right? Or maybe 5 minutes, 15, 30, and 60, something like that. Um, there's a number of options in there anyway. You, you can set it to the frequency you want. Uh, you do get push notifications for iCloud email, I think, and, and some other services, yeah. but not Gmail. Yeah. Well, so what do you think I do for my email notifications? I'm going to guess that you have different settings for different accounts. <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint you, Fraser. <laughs> I have. So I'm not talking to CGP Grey here. But, uh. <laughs> I have push notifications for every new message for every account. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not talking to CGP Grey. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that that could be quite exciting from time to time. I imagine. Yeah, I mean, you know, I now, do you do, do you do the same thing on your on your iPad and on your phone, yeah, or is that just on your phone? Yeah, everywhere. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just the I you know with the with the website. I need to mm -hmm. know when Apple does something, either like an iOS yeah. update or a new yeah. new video. You know, I, I don't like it because on some days it's, it gets crazy. So, of course, I cannot do push notifications with Gmail on Apple Mail. Uh, but I do use notifications uh, with the, my uh, favorite third-party client, which at the moment is Airmail. And when I get a new email, it's a constant buzzing and beeping everywhere. <laughs> I know. It's like a nuclear power station going down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, what I used to do back when I was a, an Apple Mail user... I kept a list of VIPs because there was a moment mm -hmm. in my life when I thought that I could uh, that I could abandon my push notification habit and just receive notifications for uh, important contacts in my email. So you can create VIPs in Apple Mail and I think in in, in the contacts application as well. Uh, and when you do assign the VIP role to someone in mail. You can then do two, two things. The first one we mentioned before, you can access uh, a mailbox, a special mailbox of VIP messages only, uh, which is a nice filter. You know, if you get hundreds of messages every day, you only want to see those from a few selected people. That's the mailbox you want to use. Or you can enable VIP notifications. So the only notifications you get, uh, even with custom settings, are those from, you know, important people in your uh, email accounts, which is nice. For a while, I I thought I could go on and just uh, basically have mail checking for uh, every message 
every new message every 30 minutes and then show me notifications only for VIPs. I think I used the feature for like two days. Then <laughs> went back to <laughs> notifications. Yeah, this is actually something I, I would I would like to see an enhancement in mail for because, as far as I know, you can only set individuals to be VIPs. And what I'd like to be able to do is to say this domain is a VIP domain. So, for example, if I get any email from apple.com, um, or if I get any email from my school domain, for example, um, I would like that to be considered VIP because that's something I'm probably going to have to work on straight away during the school day. Um, whereas other things, other things could definitely wait. Yeah, uh, email. I know that email notifications is you know quite sensitive topic for many, so I expect we'll get uh, we'll get some follow up about <laughs> what we do here. The other thing about notifications that is quite important for me because I'm a teacher and I quite often have my iPad screen on the big screen in school. Mm, yeah, is I have to be quite careful about how the notifications present themselves on the screen. So what I do for both iMessage and for mail is that I have the notification sound turned on in my iPad, but I don't use the banner preview because then what will happen is it'll roll down and up up on the dis on the classroom screen will appear like the first two lines of the email message. And if that email message contains something uh, perhaps sensitive about a, a pupil in the school yeah. who might be off or, uh, you know, or, or there's some problem that's happened to them or something, I don't necessarily want that to be flashed up in front of the whole class. Now, that doesn't happen when you're using Keynote. Uh, Keynote is a bit smarter about that, and I don't know if it's getting some special privilege for that, but I often use other applications. I've got Notability up in the classroom, using my Apple Pencil, drawing something for the class. Um, I don't necessarily want all that information to be showing up on the screen. So I tend to use, for my iPad, I tend to use sound only for the notifications. But on my phone, I, I use the preview because I'm typically not putting my personal phone up on the classroom screen. So that's something to be aware of if you do present a lot, and particularly if you present from apps that are not presentation apps, is just be a wee bit careful about what how much preview you show. Because I see other people making this mistake at conferences all the time, and it can sometimes be quite embarrassing. Um, when the, you know, their wife texts them the, the shopping list to go, when they go home, and, and they're doing... The, they're doing their job, you know, and, and they get yeah. the personal stuff coming through as well. So. Yeah, yeah, something to be careful about. Yeah. Do you use uh, thread reply notifications? I I have never used this feature. No, I think it's it's one of these features that kind of comes from. Uh, companies that have a pathological email culture, yeah. and I think yeah. between between Gmail and, and Apple Mail, you can sort of see. Uh, a little bit of corporate culture coming through for both of them. You know, Gmail is very much designed to be, you know, I, I'm getting 30,000 emails a year and I have to get through them really quickly. Whereas the Apple feature sets very much somebody really important might one day email me and I better get back to them straight away. So you've got VIPs and you've got thread notifications yeah, from Apple yeah. and you've got just unbelievable tools for plowing through millions of email messages in Gmail. And there's a bit, I'm really convinced there's a bit of corporate culture going on from both of those sides. Yeah, it's one of, of those sides. one of those businessy features, you know. I, I, I know what it does. Basically, it lets you uh, subscribe to a thread and get a notification whenever someone replies. But it looks to me like one of those... Uh, yeah, businessy features. You know, people who work in big companies and yeah. they need to know when Andrew from HR replies to a thread. It, it, it's, it's, it's letting you get through the corporate politics as embodied in email, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we're lucky enough, at least I'm lucky enough to never touch these things. You do some of the businessy things. I, I, I do the enterprisey things, but I, to be honest with you, I, our corporate email culture in school is pretty healthy. I, I don't think it's, um, it's not something that I, 
I'm really overwhelmed by the number of mm. emails. Oh, nice. What I am sometimes overwhelmed by is I'm overwhelmed by the amount of embedded work that somebody can throw onto my plate with just two lines in a message. You know, like, could you just assemble a video for assembly next week? Like, okay, that's five hours gone, you know. <laughs> and and that's, that's where my, my complaints, and I think yours too, come from with around a bit like the share sheet. I, I need to capture all the embedded work that is inside an email message. I need to put it in the right place so I'm sh- I can ensure that it gets done. Yeah, And that, that's the thing that I'm kind of missing right now in mail is not being able to get that embedded work out of mail and yeah. into wherever it needs to go. Yeah. So now let's, we talked about the receiving email. Let's talk about doing the crime ourselves, writing email. <laughs> <laughs> so when we're on the other side of the equation, when we compose new messages, um, I guess we we can talk about some of the things you can do. Uh, one of the best additions, at least for me, was when Apple finally decided to let you add attachments to a message. So in addition yeah. to uh, including uh, pictures and uh, video from your camera roll uh, in Apple Mail, which you can do by using the copy and paste menu uh, and use you know photo attachment, uh, you can also use document providers to insert an attachment to a message. Uh, this is done by mm, using a ta- an add attachment option on the iPhone. On the iPad, you can also use the shortcut bar. So next to the quick type suggestions, there's a paper clip icon that lets you attach a file from a iCloud Drive or other document providers. Uh, it used to be so difficult back in the day when there were no document providers and Apple Mail didn't have this integration. The only way for you to send a document to someone was to start the, the email from a file manager that had a mail option. Now you can just leave it there and create the uh, messaging mail. And, and those those former ways were no good if you wanted to attach two different documents. Yeah. For example, you wanted a, you wanted a PDF and a spreadsheet. You're like, oh, here here's my PDF. Yeah. I'll send you the spreadsheet and another message. Yeah. And people or, just going, yeah. Why are you doing that? Yeah. <laughs> you know. And but uh, I completely agree with you. That along with uploading files through Safari from document providers, attaching it to mail, those are two of the things that literally enabled me to go iOS only. Because that's something we do a lot is send files around by email. Um, And not having like a full powered way to do that is really, really has been difficult. And and it's great that in iOS 9 now you can do all that stuff. One of the other features that is super minor, uh, but I I still love it, uh, when you compose a message, when you put in an email address or a person's name in the to or cc or bcc fields, if you tap the the, the person, you know, the little blue token thing, uh, Mm -hmm. if you tap and hold it, you can drag it around. So you can move it from to to cc. And this usually happens when I start carrying a message and uh, and I realize, well, I actually, maybe this person should be in the the cc field. So I can tap and hold and copy and, and move it to to the other field it's so nice and even visually it looks very kind of cute <laughs> there's there's your corporate politics feature again <laughs> uh, and and who's first in the two field and who's last in the two field there's something like sometimes people can be quite sensitive about that as well yeah oh uh, really that's why I, I bcc yeah that's that's the thing apparently I, 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 <laughs> wow it's never happened to me in school either but i believe in some places like if, if this if your boss isn't first in the two field that's going to be a problem for you seriously at, at wow time. I, i've heard this you know I no idea yeah fortunately that's why we do what we do uh, it's yeah. also nice and uh, speaking of cute 
transitions and things, uh, the way that you can minimize a message. Uh, so if you're composing a new message, you realize you're forgetting something, you need to look up another message, you can swipe down on the message header, you know, in the title bar, and it'll dock mm -hmm. at the bottom. So you can go back to the to the inbox, look up, look up, you know, something else, then tap again on the title bar of the message at the bottom. This is both on the iPhone and the iPad, and it'll come up again. So basically, it's a way to multitask with in mail it's kind of nice yeah and, and you can actually navigate into other mailboxes yeah while you're doing that you're not fixed in just looking at the contents of the one inbox you're looking at you can actually navigate your entire email structure and search as well i think um to, to find the message you need to reference do we want to talk cool. about search i mean not much <laughs> uh, yeah, so let, let me let me just say right here it, it kind of never worked for me I, every yeah. time I try to find something with searching Apple Mail, uh, I get the blue loading bar at the top. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, I never find the message I'm looking for. Yeah. Well, it, it's work, it works better for me for, for recent email messages. Mm -hmm. But what I find is that like for, for deep background email messages, it, it doesn't always find it. And I wonder if it's something to do with um, messages that haven't come through mail while iOS 9 was current or something like that. So if I'm looking for messages that I've not actually cached on my device ever in, in the history of iOS 9 mail, then maybe those aren't e so easily found. Um, I believe there is a, a Gmail API thing you can do for search, um, but I don't believe Apple Mail uses Gmail's API for anything. I think it's music, just using standard IMAP for everything. So uh, it's one of the reasons why I've kept, from time to time, kept the Gmail app uh, installed on my iPad is just if I need to do a deep search for something, uh, I'll go and do it in the Gmail app. Yeah, I also do that. I think we uh, all Gmail users kind of do that. They keep the Google yeah. apps installed just because you never know. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we've talked briefly uh, about uh, the ability to create events in uh, from Apple Mail into Calendar. And that's actually based on a, on a feature um, called data detectors. So it's a way for iOS to understand in a string of text, usually, if there's something else that they should uh, highlight. So it can be a date, can be an address, it can be a phone number. If you've seen the way that you can tap on a phone number anywhere on iOS and go straight to the phone app to start a phone call, that's a data detector. It's a feature that Apple has... Uh, you know, refined over the years. I believe they introduced that in Leopard, maybe with OS 10.5. I, I want to say it's even older than that, actually. Older I, even? I, I believe data detectors were even in Mac OS 9. Really? Uh, yeah, because I, I remember doing some with data detectors like 100 years ago um, where you could actually do things like... Um, you could attach an Apple script to a data detector so that when it detected, you, you could put in custom regular expression rules. Oh, no way. And you, could essentially, you could essentially write your own data detectors um, and you could plug into the, the engine that would do it and you could recognize different kinds of information and then you could run an Apple script with the information that was found. Uh, that wow. feature, <laughs> and we need to get Stephen Hackett on to talk about I the want that. of that. But, um, but I, I do remember doing something with that a very, very long time ago. I think data detectors might have existed in iOS in Mac OS 9. Wow, that's that's very cool. I yeah. also want to run scripts on, on custom data detectors. <laughs> Make data detectors great again, that's what I say. <laughs> so uh, in iOS, I'm, I'm sorry, Fraser, but it's much, much simpler. There's no, no rejects. But it's getting better. It's getting, it's getting better. better. So uh, used to be... Uh, 
mail would only underline dates, addresses, uh, phone numbers. Now they do something a little fancier, I think. Mm-hmm. So they they even uh, they they basically show you a custom bar when they find an event. Yeah, so Mail can basically detect um, certain kinds of things in Mail, and the two things that I've actually, I've only, the only two things I've found that do it are um, tickets for events from Eventbrite and certain kinds of flight reservation. Uh, Mail can sort of parse that information out. It's kind of doing a Google Now type thing, but it's a little more basic. And I think somebody told me on Twitter today that it was based on um, an embedded micro format called H Calendar, which is uh, is kind of like in you know a micro format is like a, a specific structure of HTML that can be embedded in the email that Mail can detect and then can extract the information and create a very cleanly formatted event in your calendar. Uh, and this will actually happen um, in if you go into calendar, um, you will see things, if you have the setting turned on, and I think it's on by default, you will see uh, events sort of shaded in your calendar with sort of hatched lines through it uh, as if they're kind of ghost events that have been found in mail and they show up in your calendar and you can actually accept to add them to your calendar uh, right from within the calendar application, which is quite nice. But for for me, not enough things actually get detected properly like yeah. that. Um, it's only like British Airways flights and event break tickets, and there's there's many other date based things that happen. It's, it's, I tested it with um, just sending myself a message that says I would like to meet you at three p.m. on this date at this time, and that was correctly detected as a as a, a date string, and I could touch on it and do create event from inside mail. But it didn't give me this nicely formatted banner about, you know, here's a new event. It didn't show up automatically in my calendar. So I think there's more formatting is required for that in mail messages. And it's, it's not obvious how to how to get that all together just now. Yeah, and uh, you can see uh, some other companies doing something along these lines. For example, Google is now doing... Um, uh, they basically look at the contents of your messages. And if you use Google Inbox, which is this uh, kind of alternative to Gmail, which we'll cover in the future, uh, they mm-hmm. understand what is going on in the message. And they ask you, do you want to save a reminder because we think this contains something that you need to do? Or they categorize that in a special category. Uh, it's, so it, understanding what is happening inside an email message seems to be a trend that a lot of companies are trying to to you know to to follow and a problem that they want to solve uh i i think i saw the calendar banner in apple mail maybe a couple of times and i'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure one of them was a british airways flight so (laughs) so i i think that's british airways definitely has the right formatting well, for all their faults, British Airways have been pretty forward in the technology <laughs> area because they've also yeah um, they've they've been early adopters of Passbook, for example. Yeah. Um, I, I fly with Passbook all the time when I fly BA, and, it, and it's great. Apple Watch support. They've got a really nice Apple Watch app that actually does a pretty good job as well. So uh, they're not sponsoring the show, no, but if they want no. to get in touch, of course, uh, free flights anywhere in the world. That will that will be a fine payment <laughs> for sponsorship. I'll take that. One of the one of the data detector type of features that. Uh, that actually works most of the time for me is to find contacts in a mail message uh, or to add information to a contact. Uh, So I I have used uh, signatures from other people to create uh, contacts, for example, uh, on iOS. Mm -hmm. 
so so that was nice and i believe it got nicer with ios 9 again you get this banner at the top uh which it kind of saves you time when doing so so you know yeah, okay, well, offer to update new information. Yeah, if, yeah. If it says find new information for in the contact name. And it will also, again, as with calendar, if you go into the contacts application and look at somebody's card, you'll see sort of grayed out fields in there where you can say, it says found in mail and then maybe a new email address for somebody or a new phone number for them in their, yep. in their signature or something like that. Um, and you can, again, you can accept to add that to your, the card that you've got stored yeah. for them as well. Yeah. So yeah, th- those things are good and getting better. And just to go back to the flight thing for a second, that is another thing that data detectors can detect is flight numbers. Yes. Um, so if you you t- tap on your BA0451 or something um, and tap on that, you will get in line a little preview, including a map of the route of, of the flight that you're going to take yep. or wh- the, where that flight number goes, which is really nice too. I'm pretty sure that there's also a data detector for uh, tracking numbers for shipments. Okay. There's like a special option when you tap and hold, you get track shipment and it opens Safari, uh, which mm-hmm. is kind of nice. And speaking of contacts and data detectors, even when searching for a contact in the contacts app, uh, if you say receive an email from Fraser and Fraser is not in your contact list, uh, the contacts app will look into your email uh, from the mail app and it'll, it'll show you the result and it'll say, you don't have this person in your contact list, but we found a message in mail. So that's quite convenient. Um, it basically lets you use kind of Apple Mail like a database, if you think about it. Uh, because mm-hmm. you, uh, in addition to the contacts app, if you receive a phone call from a number you don't have in your contact list, uh, iOS 9 will try to match that phone number uh, from someone you have in your, in your Apple Mail. And, and it happened to me once. Uh, it showed me uh, the person's name as found in, a, in an Apple Mail message for a phone number that I didn't, ha- that I didn't have in my, in my address book. Yeah. Nicely done. Yeah. Nicely done. So th- there's, there's some really good things in mail, I think. And uh, th- there's, there's more that could be done, certainly. But I think it's quite interesting the ways in which they're trying to extend it. And, of course, the other thing that you can do with mail is you can search for your messages in Spotlight. So it, it's one of the th- it feeds into the system-wide search database. Uh, which is quite useful as well. I've certainly found some interesting messages in there that I, I didn't expect to pop up for certain keyword searches. So uh, that's working pretty well yeah. too, I think. I wanted to close this episode, Fraser, with two okay. special extensions because I just couldn't resist. There's two features that are only available in Apple Mail and I don't understand why. Uh, the first one is an iCloud extension. It's called Save Attachment. And what it does is it lets you save almost any file because some file formats for some reason are not supported uh it's an action extension with an icloud icon and it lets you put any file into icloud drive uh this is only supported in apple mail there's no action extension for icloud elsewhere on ios Mm. and it's quite convenient because it only takes one tap and you save a file uh the other we talked about this before markup 
Markup is a feature to annotate images and documents. It's only available in Apple Mail. It can be used on PDFs. It can be used on images. It can be used to send when composing, to when you're sending a new message, or when you're replying to an existing message. Um, it's quite fully featured. It's almost like a mini preview on iOS. Mm -hmm. You can mm -hmm. add shapes. You can add text. You can highlight. You can even add your own signatures. And those signatures are synced with iCloud. So, you know... Uh, it's, only, it? it's only available yeah. in Apple Mail. Uh, I would love to see markup in photos, for example. Yes, yes, that would be very nice yeah. to see. Yeah. Um, and one suggestion just there is if, if you need more markup power than you can get in, say, the markup tool, you can actually just take your document, save it to something like PDF Expert, and then when you reply, instead of relying on replying with the attachment, you could just reply to the message and use um, PDF Expert has document provider support. So when you do add attachment, you can actually just reach into PDF Expert's set of documents and pull out the one that you've been annotating as well. And you can actually sort that list by the date that it was added to PDF Expert. So it's quite easy to find the latest thing you worked on inside there as well. So that's another little workflow that's now possible in iOS 9 that, that makes these things a lot more accessible. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Great. Yeah. So this wraps up our show on Apple Mail. I think you'll agree that um, there's more power in there than you might have thought at first glance or even perhaps at second glance. And there's certainly some things that, that we've talked about today that I've just learned as as a matter of putting this show together. You can find show notes at relay.fm slash canvas slash eight. This is show number eight. Uh, Federico, where can people find us on Twitter? They can go to underscore canvas FM, and that's our show account, or they can find you as Fraser Spears on Twitter and me as Vitici on Twitter. Uh, I probably tweet too much, so I'm always there. <laughs> and uh, we, no, no such thing. <laughs> we do love feedback. So thank you, everyone who's sending us feedback and uh, show ideas. Uh, we're looking at every tweet, uh, so that's very, very appreciated. Absolutely. We'll see you next time.